Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. I love the musos because it's not just that I am one, but, you know, everyone's got a special place in their heart for these things, right? It's not that they come and start early, but they've got years of investment in this, years of investment to come and serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You know, I love being in the house of God. I said it before and, you know, what I love about this is that the Holy Spirit of God is with you. He wants to empower you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to take you from where you are and take you to where He has got a destiny for you in the future. Amen? Come on, this is exciting. This is not something that we should be sitting there going, oh, that's all right. The Spirit of God, the God of heaven's armies is right beside you. He belongs to you. You belong to Him. You are grafted in Him. You know, Resurrection Sunday is the greatest day in the Christian calendar. Amen. Can we agree on that this morning, church? You know what Resurrection Sunday is to me? I was hungry, but now the Word of God fills me with food. Amen. I was starving to death in my life. I was lost and starving, but the Word of God filled me. I was thirsty, but my thirst was quenched by the Spirit of God. Come on. This is not something I come now in the world searching for, longing, going from thing to thing to thing, because I'm quenched. I'm quenched. I open up this book and it speaks to me. It feeds me. It quenches me. When I'm downcast, when I've got challenges in my world, I just come to the Word of God. And you know what it says? It says, I will rebuke the devourer for, you, for my name's sake. When I was broken and lost, he said, hey, come unto me. Come unto me. Bring your challenge unto me. And I will lift you up. I will lift you up. And most of all, the greatest thing about Resurrection Sunday for me, that I was lost and I was broken but I am found and I am alive in Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, church. This is something to be excited about. This is something that Jesus Christ went to the cross. It is the greatest day. The greatest day in the Christian calendar. I love Christmas, but I love Resurrection Sunday more than anything in my life. It just represents everything of who I am in God. It tells me what I need to do to move forward. It speaks to my life. It says, come on, Steve, you can step beyond this. I've got greater things for you. There are people out there right now that don't know Christ that need you, that need you, that only you can speak to this morning, that will, that, that, that will come across your world. There are people out there right now in your workplaces, in your schools, in your homes, next door neighbours, when you pull up at the traffic lights, when someone's cut you off, you're like, you need Jesus, brother. There's opportunity wherever you look. I love Resurrection Sunday. Sometimes I need Jesus, just saying, putting it out there. You know, today we're going to have a great look at Acts 2, the first church. I love this. I love the first church. You know what? Can I just say this? Jesus didn't start a second church. We still are the first church in Jesus' name. We're still out working miracles in Jesus' name. We're still seeing the sick healed, the broken and the lame come unto Christ. You are the first church. You are the first church. 
the first church, the upper room, there's, there's 120 followers of Christ come into a relationship with the Holy Spirit, with God, and their lives were never the same again. Their lives were explicitly changed forever. They knew God, but now they know the power of God and tongues of fire come upon them and they were never changed. They were empowered. They were excited. They were encouraged and they went out and changed the world and that world is still being changed today because of that day in Jesus' name. That is worth getting excited about. You are the first church. Peter goes out and he preaches, empowered by the Spirit of God. 3,000 people in a day. That was four. But 3,000 people in a day. I want to be that guy. I want to be so on fire for God because of Resurrection Sunday, because of the Holy Spirit is guiding and shaping who I am, that my life and others' lives will never be the same again. I want to be that guy. You and I, we are the church. We are the church. We are the church. We're in the upper room right now. The Holy Spirit wants to guide and lead and shape your world. He wants to take you from A to Z, right through the middle. He wants to cut all the challenge from your world and says, hey, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Come on. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all of your ways and He will make your path straight excited about this. I'm excited about the kingdom of God. I'm excited about what we do here as a church, as a community. I love what we do. It's challenging at times. But I know if I'm being challenged, I'm in the right place. I know if I've got challenges around my thinking, my heart, I'm in the right place. Because if I'm living a comfortable life where nothing ever changes, you know, maybe I need to have a look at where God wants to leave me. We live in challenge and each and every one of us has skills and talents to bear and bring. Every one of us. Not just in the church here, but out in the community where you can sit down and communicate and have conversation, have intimate relationships with people in a very uh, godly way and lead them into a relationship with Christ. Amen. I mean, we've got a great day today. We're going to hear from our life group leaders and some of our life group leaders, you know what? I know this, that you can change the world. And I know we've all heard this before, but let me just bring some freshness to this. You can change the world when you're on fire for your world. When the Spirit of God gets inside of you and you become on fire for your world, you can change your world. And it starts with, here I am, God, pick me. How old school is that? Here I am. Here I am, Lord, pick me. Get in the way. Make yourself available to the Spirit of God. Make yourself available to the kingdom of God. You know, there's no sidelines here. There's no sidelines. If we get in the way and get involved, God will pour out blessing on your life, continually stand before you, rebuke the devourer. And that's a great, great news story. And when he gets on the inside of us, you know, our identity turns into belief. The things that are wrapped up in our head, if if we become God-focused, spirit-focused, God, what can I do for your kingdom? Something shifts. Ideas turn into belief systems. 
Belief systems turn into your identity. When you believe something about yourself, it will shape how you see yourself. Now, if I believe that the kingdom of God is the greatest kingdom that's ever reigned, that he, I sit under the governance of Jesus Christ, that I sit under the governance and the authority of the Almighty, that nothing can come against me. And I believe that. And I let that get on the inside of me. And I let that language come into my world. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I'm going through hard times, but no weapon will prosper. Because I believe in the kingdom of God. I believe in his righteousness. I believe that Jesus is standing in front of me and the angels are behind me. And no weapon formed against me will prosper. I believe in that. And when I believe in that, that belief, that identity turns into action. And the church is motivated around the world. And let me tell you something. We need the church to be motivated around the world right now like no other time. And it starts with you, church. You are the first church. We need you to be motivated, to step into what the kingdom of God has got for you, for you to fulfill the purpose that he's called you to be fulfilled in, for you to take hold of those things and just run with them. You might fall over, you might trip, you might break, I don't know. But I tell you what, you'll get up again and you'll keep running in Jesus' name. You'll get up. Man, I've had surgeries, I've been sick, I've been all over the place. But I tell you what, the devil's not keeping me down. The devil's not stopping me from building. The devil's not stopping me from preaching. Nothing is going to get in the way of me from serving my God in Jesus' name. Because the kingdom of God is at hand. It's at hand for you. It's at hand for people that come across your world. Every opportunity that you meet someone is an opportunity to share the God, the goodness of God that we serve. To bring people from darkness into light. Amen? You know what? No greater place can this happen than in your world. People won't naturally walk into those doors. The Spirit of God may lead them. But what He's done is sent you. He has sent you. Go into all the world. Go, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel in Jesus' name. He has sent you. You are the first church. Amen. I better start reading my notes because otherwise I'll just keep going. You know. <laughs> Righto. If you've got your Bibles with you, I want you to turn. We're going to look at the first church right now. Acts 2, 42 to 47 says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and to the, the fellowship and the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper in prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them, and all the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshipped together in the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Is that the greatest good news message of all time? Outside of Jesus rising from the, from the dead. Jesus didn't start another church. He started the first church. And we are the first church outworking the gospel today outworking community and fellowship today. I love the vision that this church has.
to unmistakably influence the world for good and for God. We're going to hear from some uh, life group leaders today. The life groups is where life happens. Life groups is going into the world. This is a great opportunity for you to invite someone who doesn't know Christ to a place of familiarity, to be comfortable, to go, yep, I know these people, and start to disciple them into Christ. Life groups are the greatest place for community, the greatest place for communication. My, uh, my first, I was going to say guest, but incredible life group leader, uh, she's an incredible young lady and I've had the, the, the great joy and benefit to serve with her in the creative for a number of years. And I've seen God's hand on her life and as she just leans into God and starts to develop you know, great aspects of who she is and lets the Spirit of God get around her to bring the Word of God, to serve God in community, to serve God in creative. So let's put our hands together and welcome Susan to the platform. Incredible. Have a seat. Susan, tell us why you uh, got involved. Where did you come from and and all those things that, that God's got for your life? Okay, so the main reason why I started Life Group was because of what you just read, Acts 2. Um, I was actually reading the book of Acts and I was encouraged by how they all gathered together and they prayed and they worshipped. And for me, when I read that, it was a reminder of, you know, the importance of fellowship. Like it's very easy to gather on a Sunday and then leave straight after and that's normal. We have life. Um, but I loved how every time they went out, they came back together and they gathered together. And it's just a reminder that everywhere that we go, we are the church. We are the light. We are the salt. We are the aroma of Christ. But we can come together, whether during the week or later on in the day, and just encourage each other and pray for one another. So good. And what, sorry, what create, what, what in, motivated you to get involved, not just in running life groups, but in creative and other aspects of who we are? I think the main reason I wanted to get involved was just, I guess, just understanding that, one, God saved, like God saved me through Jesus, but he saved us to do good works. Great, great. The good that we do is because of Christ. And so whatever that looks like is just saying yes. You know, whatever he's given us, we need to use it for his glory. You so know, everything he, gives it, everything he gives to us, we give it back to him. So and good, so, so good, so good. And I've watched Susan grow so much from when she came to you know, then getting involved in creative and getting involved in life group. And now she leads an incredible group of people and discipling people into Christ. And that's what she's called to do. Thank you so much, Susan. Hey. Yeah, come on. You know what? Susan's one example. One example of someone who's chosen to get in the way. To chosen to be the first church this morning. Amen. Uh, Susan's got a scripture, and the scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5.11, and it says, Therefore, encourage one another to build up one another just as you are doing. Who loves being encouraged this morning? I love being encouraged. I I genuinely, I think God has put that within us to, to need people, right? God has said, you know what? Everyone has something that they can be encouraged for. Everyone does. Everyone does. You know, I, I love when someone comes along and says, you know, for me it's music. Hey, that was awesome. Someone sent me a, a text message the other week. We did this thing and 
And I was so encouraged. It inspires the gifts that are within me to continue to outwork those gifts of God, to continue to keep the church alive, to continue to see people come unto Christ. I love it. I never grow weary of doing good for God. It's incredible. I love that. Philippians 4.8 says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll be, you will experience God's peace. I've needed God's peace sometimes, hey? Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. How dumb can we be sometimes? We don't talk to God. We don't, you know, stop and go, you know what, God? You are sovereign. This, this issue isn't bigger than you. This challenge isn't bigger than you. Come on, you are sovereign in my world. Come on, let's get some language around our life. Let me take that language to somebody else. So we'll be encouraged in Jesus' name. I love then coming to God and bringing my issues to God and just going, God, who can be against me? If you are for me, who can be against me? We are not to be anxious about anything, but are to bring everything to the Lord in prayer. The Bible says this, we're to keep our hearts free from worry. Oh, that's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. It genuinely is. Be anxious for nothing. Come on, be anxious for nothing. Righto. Is that a suggestion? Righto. I think sometimes we take it and go, well, you know, I'll take that on board, God, you know. I'll run it, I'll run it through my HR system. God says, hey, be anxious for nothing. Jesus went to the cross. His blood is enough. You don't need to worry because I am for you in Jesus' name. Nothing can come against you. We spend so much time worrying about, worrying about stuff that we don't need to. So unnecessary. Be anxious needs to be replaced with God-honouring, God-focused, God-dependent prayer. Every time we get anxious, God-honouring, God-focused, God-dependent. If we can get that on the inside of us, anxiety goes, fear goes, challenge goes, righteousness comes, blood covers, and we can walk in power and authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. I love Resurrection Sunday because this is what it has done for you and for me. It has motivated us as a first church, empowered us. I walked into City Point, not even City Point West. I walked into City Point Carindale in 2008. And uh, after the service, great service, I went up to the newcomers. I didn't get saved then. I just went to that church, right? So I went up to the newcomers station at the end of the service and Pastor Tim was there. And I'd never met Pastor Tim before. Didn't know him from one fish to another. I don't know, right? <laughs> just some bald guy sitting up the back of the table. And we started talking. What was that? You think it was a mirror? It wasn't a mirror. It was a whole other person. And we started talking and he said to me, hey, do you know about our location out at City Point West? And I went, no, I do not. So we had a conversation around that and then I came to City Point West. 
And this is before, hang on a minute, hang on, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. Pastor Tim and Wendy weren't location pastors here yet. Pastor Lance and Jenny Walk-On were. And we come and we got connected and we got started serving in the house of God. We started a life group and we were leading and loving people. And as God would have it, two years later, God starts to gather His people. God starts to gather people together to change this community because He knows the people that need to go with each other to bring impact, to bring change, to bring love and vision and hope, to start an impact and change our community. That's why you, the first church, need to go into your world and start to speak and connect and talk and change. Amen? God gathers His people for a time such as this to change what He wants to do. It's amazing how God takes your choices. He takes your thoughts. He takes whatever's going on in your world and uses it for His benefit. It's so true. Man, I, I was in a construction industry and now I'm a pastor at a church. It blows my mind. I just think, God, checkmate, you know, like unreal. You know, my next um, guests, they were here when we come, incredible people. And ever since I've known these guys, they've just had such a huge heart for people, a huge heart for, you know, what God wants to do in people's lives. And I've seen this man bring more people to Christ than I know. So let's welcome to the platform this morning, uh, Alf and Sue, incredible life group leaders. These guys are amazing. Alf, welcome. Have a seat. Mate, tell us uh, how long you've been here at church. How long have you been here for? Microphone, buddy. <laughs> We've been at City Point West when they was down at the old library. Wow. Which is probably going back to 2008, 2000. Wow. 2006. Six, yeah, probably a bit earlier, yeah. 2006. And we've just seen it grow from a small number of probably 30 people down to the library to 300 plus. Great. As we see it today. Great. Mate, tell us why you started a life group, how that all come about, how you got involved. I was actually going to Brother Yannick's life group for a little while and then down the track, God was speaking to my heart um, to start up a life group. Right. And it was just like, no, I'm not ready yet, Lord. I'm not ready and it was just like, I'm not ready. And just out of the blue, I said, yes, we're going to launch our great, life group. Great, great, great. And, mate, what has your life group grown from? Like, you, where did you just, how many people did you start with and where is it now? We started with three people. In two years, we have tenfolded. Wow, wow. We've, great. So you've gone from three people to 30 people and the fruit of what you bring, the fruit of who you are, it's just resounded in people's lives, right? Yep, yep. Because we see, we see a need, we see a need in this community for people's souls. Great. People reaching out to want to know more about Christ. Great, great, great. And that we can lead with the guidance of our Father. Great. Mate, have you got a scripture for us that 
you've thought around this morning? I'd just like to leave with the scripture, um, Acts 2.46. They worship together at the temple each day, meet in homes for the Lord's Supper and share their meals with great joy and generosity. And with that, we share a meal, but after, while we're sharing the meal, we're communicating with our life right. group. Sometimes people don't want to go because we're sitting around chatting. Thanks so much. Let's give Alf a great hand. You know, Alf, when you are planted, when you are planted and you stay and you stay and you stay, the fruit is the fruit. Amen. We've seen a life group go from 3 to 30 and people's lives are changed because of getting in the way, because of choosing to stand in the way, to get in the way. If you can't get to a life group, let's start a life group because I guarantee you there are people around you that need to be connected, that need to be planted. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, the greatest place for, life, for, for connection is life groups. My next incredible guest this morning is uh, a great man. And what I love most about this man is that he is so full of faith. He is so full of the Word of God. And if I heard a preacher say this one time, if someone leaves your presence, when someone leaves your presence, do they feel empowered? Do they feel encouraged? Do they feel, hey, yes, I'm going to move on? And you know what? When I speak to this guy, absolutely. He just is full of the Word of God and full of encouragement. Let's welcome John this morning. He's going to come and share the Word of God. John is a, an incredible man, incredible man of faith, incredible, full of the Thank Word you. of God and love having you in our church, mate. So how did you come to be here? Tell us where you've come from, what you've done, all, that, all those kind of things. And how did you start a group? It's a wrong story. You don't have that and, long. And I don't know. Look at in the one minute, I'll be able to tell all this story. But anyway, came from Africa, came from Tanzania as a student. And I was going to one church, stayed there for a few days. And then my brother, my friend, uh, family friend, longest, you know, friend that I've ever known in Australia, Yannick, brought me here. That was a week after Pastor Tim had landed to this church. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. And, and what um, brought you to start a life group? Yeah, there are so many things. Because throughout my life, I've been saving God. And why I save God is because of the love he has for me yeah. and the love he has for his people. Uh, somebody made a statement saying, if God is for everybody, so, everywhere, then God is for anybody, anywhere. Wow. So because wow. of that, we say, God, we love you. And there's so many ways we can save you. So yes, good. we are busy with the work, but are, we can pick a few things in your house and we want to do them best. As he says, with full of strength, with all of our energy, all of us know mind and soul. We'll save you. We'll do and we'll start a life group. So it wasn't easy in the beginning, but we made it. Amen. 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 And has God put a scripture on your heart this morning? Yes, I've got a scripture. But before I say, I say uh, scripture, I would have to say, in our life group, we love learning the word of God. Great. It's the center of everything. So, so we talk... And we let the word of God challenge us. 
So good. We let, allow the, the word of God to shape us. And many cases, it has disciplined us. So good. And we praise God for this. But not only that, our life group or in the life group, what we do is care for one another. So good. I know people come with challenges. People come with needs. We pray together. We carry one another. We support each other because so that's good. what God wants us to so do. So good. So Not good. only that, we have fellowship. And I love this. And I would love to tell you, in our life group, we have the start time, but we don't have the finish time. So if you come out to our life group, just get ready for that. You leave when you feel like leaving. We don't hold people. Why? Because we love fellowship. And yeah, at that moment, that's where we share stories, testimonies. But I love this, this one. We share meals. If you love so African good. food, you are more than welcome. Great. Thanks so much. John. And to, to finish, just to finish, I'll leave you with a scripture from the book of Philippians chapter 3. Great, great. And I'll quickly, uh, quickly read this one. The, the Bible says, Philippians 3 chapter 13 and verses 14. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Amen. Bless you. Thanks so much, John. Love you, brother. Press on to what the goal of Christ is in your life. What a great thing. What a great thing we need to continue to hang on to. Press on, press on, press on. You know, our journey has just begun, but it's not finished yet. Whose journey's finished? Do not put your hand up. <laughs> your journey's not finished yet. I read this great quote, and every time I read this quote, it blows me away. I love it. It says, when God created fish, he spoke to the sea. Uh, when, God wanted, when God created trees, he spoke to the earth. But when God created man, he turned to himself. Then God said, let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. If you take a fish out of water, it will die. If you take a tree out of the soil, it will also die. When you disconnect man from God, he dies spiritually. He dies in his thinking. He dies in his heart. He dies in his identity. The world comes and consumes who he is. Water without fish is still water. God is our natural environment. We were created to live in His presence. We have to be connected to Him because it is only in Him that we exist. In this world and in the next. In this lifetime and in the next. Water without fish is still water, but fish without water is dead. Amen. Soil without trees is still soil, but trees without soil is dead. And let me say this, God without man is still God. But man without God is dead this morning, church. If you want to find God, if you want to know who God is, it needs to be connected in a life group, reading the Word of God, getting around people of your own interests and your own likenesses and start to develop and disciple into Christ. I read this something else. It said this, that, let me find it. that we need to stop making spiritual casualties of our relationships. 
The only way to stop doing that is to let God come on the inside of us, to let the Spirit of God take us and shift us from where we're at. Amen? Our relationships in our life are so important. And when I get to heaven, when I, you know, when I get to a place where I am standing before Christ, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't want to be standing in a nice jacket and nice clothing. I want to be tattered and torn. I want to be broken and say, God, I gave it my all. God, I spoke to everyone you bought, even when it was uncomfortable, because you love them. You went to the cross for them. This is what Resurrection Sunday is all about. My next guest, uh, she actually came here about eight years ago. And uh, I remember the first day that she turned up, she was in the foyer. And I remember standing there looking at her going, she's probably more ready to punch me in the face than offer me a handshake. And uh, from that day to this, we were firm friends because I reckon I've been through a few issues like that where I'm like, get away from me, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Right. Has anyone else been like that? I need God on the inside of me. I need the Spirit of God to come and change and develop who I am. And you know what? This, this incredible woman has walked through incredible journeys and cast off challenges and, and walked in uh, uh, amazing grace, as we all have, amazing grace to be an amazing life group leader today, to be able to speak into people's lives, to connect and communicate on a way that only she can. And can I just say, she's preaching tonight in the 5 p.m. and she's got an amazing message. And I tell you what, it's worth listening to because it will empower you and motivate you. You are the first church. Let's welcome Rach Price up to the platform this morning. Have a seat, Rach. Would this face do that? I mean, come on. This face would never punch anyone. <laughs> Maybe I recognise something, you know. I don't know. Rach, welcome. Uh, tell us, mate... How, what brought you to City Point West? Wow. In like three <laughs> seconds. In, in three seconds. Um, I was actually going, I was in Bundaberg and I was actually going to uh, City Point Coast, I think it's called, or City, City Coast. Yep. Um, and, and I was moving to Brisbane and, um, and I was like, right, okay, I need to find a church. So I literally put in City, po- City, City Point or City, City, something. City something and these guys came up. And I went, right, okay, it's only 25 minutes or 20 minutes from where I'm leaving, where I'm living, so I'll come. And boy, was that a day. It was an incredible <laughs> day. And, and yeah. your journey from that day to this, just, just talk us in a few seconds, just around what God's done in your life and how you come to be a life group leader. Oh, God has completely transformed wow. my life in, in every layer. Um, for me, uh, the early life group, going to early life group, um, was definitely an important foundation. So good. Um, you know, it was such a place of healing and, so and a place of revelation. Understanding, yeah. Yeah, like every week, every week I would come away with something new. And, and my body that was, that was quite physically impacted at the time mm, would be healed mm. every yeah, week. Wow. Uh, wow. Which was just for me phenomenal. I'd had medical people tell me that I'd never be healed from these wow. things. Wow! Um, so for me, that was like life changing. So good, so yeah. good. And you obviously run a life group now. And, and what is I your do. focus around life groups? And just how do you connect and love people? I just I'm, I'm me. Like connection is so important. Um, you know, connection actually has been proven that it improves, improves your like immune system. Wow. It actually wow. improves wow. your health. 
Um, and, and, and it's so vital to us. It's, you know, what you, you're just talking about is so true. Um, for me, my passion is, is young adults. When I was asked to join the leadership team on young adults, I have, I, I love you guys and I've always loved morning church, but um, except they're getting up early. Um, but, <laughs> but, mate, my heart, my heart, is for young adults. Wow. You wow. know, everything, you yeah. know, it, 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 it sets me alight. So and, good. And, and I love it. And for me, um, you know, my, my life group is focused on, on, on YA+. Plus, um, but for me, it's about, it's about tapping in and navigating the young adult community, like in this world, but, and, and but having a strong yeah. relationship yeah. in God with a so world good. that says it's not cool to do that. Yeah, wow. You know, so I'm bringing back the cool, in God, yeah. people. So good, so good. And discipling people into Christ, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Like, yeah, over a meal and, you know, and, you know, like, like what Alf was talking about, like, we're not just having a meal, but as we have the meal, we're, we're digesting our world and, and everything that's happened and we're shedding it, we're shaking it off. And then we're getting, diving in, diving in deep for God because we can, because we shed all that other stuff over a meal, but so because good. we're, it's an open, it's an invitation. Great, great, yeah. great. You got a scripture for us, Rach? I do. I do have a scripture. It's Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and, and good works. So good. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But let's encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So good. So good. Let's put our hands together for Rach. Thank you. Let us not neglect the coming together of the brethren. This is where we strengthen each other. You know, we go out as warriors. We go out into our lives and our communities and we take on battle. We take on challenge and we need to come together in life group to be strengthened and bring others into the fold so they can be discipled into Christ. Amen. I love what we do in life groups. I love who we are as a church. Uh, I read this great thing, and Rachel's just, I love what she does, and I love what all our life group leaders do. Yeah. You know, that's just a sample of our life group leaders. We have so many life group leaders. In, uh, when, we, when we go outside, there is a, if you want to join a life group, there is a form here where you can put your name down, it's just in who you are, and all the different life groups that are on there, they're in your area, uh, that, that you can connect with. You can take some literature away with you. There's some information about life groups that just really speak to about who we are as a church and what we do and why we do what we do. I read this, the first church's mandate is to go into all the world, to discover, develop and deploy. Discover who Jesus is personally. Deploy, uh, uh, develop as Christians and deploy what we know to someone who knows less than us. That's discipleship. This is the power of who we are in life groups. You know, we've got life groups north, south, east, and west. We've got life groups all over the place. There is no reason why, unless you're working and those kind of things, that you shouldn't be involved. But there's life groups not just on weeknights, but on weekends. And we can connect on all sorts of different levels and values. So can I just encourage you, if you are called, which you are, if you are saved and washed in the blood, which you are, to get involved and get in the way and let the Spirit of God get on the inside of you as the musicians come this morning. We're going to sing the great things of God this morning. Can I encourage you to take hold of the things laid before you that Jesus called you into, to step into those places where He's calling you, to engage and encourage those people that He's encouraged you to talk to. Amen.
this is who we are. You are the first church. You are still the first church. And the mandate hasn't changed to discover, to deploy, and to change someone's life this morning. Let's stand to our feet. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.